0: The Hidden Grid, The Sixth World Chronicles, DNA, DOA, Season 3, Episode 1, Gathering Times. Hey gang, welcome back to The Hidden Grid. We've been gone so very long, but it looks like the old feed is still up and working. I've got so much to tell you, but I don't want to wait a minute longer to get to return to form. So, stay tuned until after the session for the post and changes this season to cast, crew, process, and how we at The Hidden Grid want you to interact with the game. During the episode, you'll hear a little chime, like...
1: Hi, I'm Opti. I will be playing the GM.
0: To introduce you to our new crew, some of these will be familiar voices, some are new, and some just cross the streams. Highlights and links will be coming for these folks. Today we're running DNA DOA, originally released as the first Shadow and Adventure module back in the founding year 1989. It was written by one of the luminaries in gaming, Dave Arneson. Time to get a little nostalgic, folks, and maybe do a little
1: dungeon diving. Alright, so here we have Berger and Lindsay who are kicking it at the Alabaster Maiden downtown bar? And you're minding your own business. What are you drinking, Berger? Bourbon.
0: Hi, this is Zended, and I am playing Berger, a hermetic mage that follows the Norse religion. And he's also on the run from Zederkrupp.
1: Berger's bourbon. And Lindsay, are you drinking? I like his bourbon too,
0: especially when he's paying. <laughs> Hi, I'm Justin, playing Lindsay, a witch-turned-runner. I'm a widower, and looking just to make some money out there.
1: And Lindsay, you have a daughter. Where is she right now? Trey's at home right now. The cat's watching her. (laughs) Okay. And uh, as you're sitting together, discussing some former Shadowruns that you've been on with each other, there is a curious gentleman who runs in, looking rather harried, almost like... He could be indigent or homeless, but he's very direct, and he's making a beeline for the both of you from the door, kind of staggering in and very wild-eyed, unwashed and wild-eyed.
0: Someone who doesn't like you? <laughs> could be.
1: He stumbles over, kind of looks at Lindsay first, and then turns his attention to Berger, who looks marginally more important than Lindsay does. And uh, he says, uh, you... Uh, You two are requested to attend a private dinner put on by, uh, and he kind of snaps his fingers, uh, Mr. Johnson. Uh, There's a car waiting outside. No weapons, please. And then he just runs out the door.
0: I mean, (laughs) this couldn't possibly go bad.
1: it, It screams
0: of trap, but it also screams of maybe money. You like money. <sighs> Who doesn't? But. I've met a few diehards. Yeah, well. Um,
1: Make a perception check real quick.
0: Okay. Oh, dice. Uh, two hits. No glitch. Two, three, four. Oh, man. I gotta, like, roll a lot of dice for that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you might like, want to keep your perception dice uh, on hand.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking so. Holy crap. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six.
1: <laughs> okay. So as uh, the indigent gentleman is running out, you happen to see him pass what looks like a stretched limo outside. And uh, the, the window rolls down just enough uh, that you can see a hand pull out a bunch of cred sticks and drop it in the man's hand before the man runs past the limo. And the limo is parked right outside.
0: Do both see that or uh, okay. just
1: him? Just verdure. You don't see much of anything. Let's go to dinner. Okay, sure, why not? I uh,
0: will finish downing the rest of my drink, because I never leave a drink on the table.
1: Fair um, enough. Ready to go? And the gentleman did say no weapons, so are either of you carrying any?
0: I'm in a club. <sighs> I mean, yeah, of course I am. Hmm.
1: <laughs>
0: um... Well, I can't just get of my anthem. That's not going to happen. Oh, oh, no. See, they, they said weapon, not tool. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is a magical tool. Okay, Berger. Sure. <laughs> it is. You know, if, if they think they could talk to a bunch of mate, uh, you know, two spell slingers and think that, you know, oh, no weapons. Yeah, they know what they're doing with it. I'm going as is. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I have um I have uh my anthem on me and um like about six of my spikes. Okay.
1: Um when you walk outside you do indeed see a very large, very wealthy, luxurious limo, and the door as soon as you walk out of the Alabaster Maiden, the door to the back pops open. And you can't really see inside.
0: Nice, and he smells any smells, any sounds.
1: The city is kind of blocking out most of the sounds, and there's not really any smell that you can that you can take in from the vehicle. There is a faint smell of vomit coming from the alley about yeah. five feet away from you.
0: Yeah, let's head for the
1: car. All right, uh, you both get in the back part of the limo, and there only seems to be one other person in the limo, and this is a human female which henceforth is going to be known as Flatline.
2: Hi, I'm Jules Watts. I am playing Flatline, a human decker. She is a daughter of a UCAS senator, recently burned and now seeking her fortune fame on the streets of Seattle.
1: The human female you see inside the limo has dark black hair cut at really harsh angles She's dressed kind of in all black You might say goth in another century But she doesn't look as emo as that, as that word might suggest to some She has very obvious Data jacks and a fairly Large cyber deck on her lap
0: Dig the earrings I'd say uh,
2: Thank you, thank you So, alright, who the hell are you guys?
0: So this is probably not the Johnson, right? I'm gonna it's guess so, so. Okay <laughs> I assume more hired help, then.
1: The uh, the door slams on its own before you finish talking, and you get a, right, a nice ride through downtown Seattle, kind of hitting all of the, the pretty things to look at along the way. The car eventually pulls into an underground garage that's near the old World's Fairgrounds. You can see the Space Needle. In fact, you're kind of in the shadow of it, and you get the feeling that this is probably a pretty good... A pretty good run if the Johnson is going to be meeting you at the Space Needle. It's corporate neutral territory, which means that the corpse and other Johnsons don't tend to do their fighting here. The lighting in the garage when you pull in is bright, kind of awfully bright. Um, Security cameras are pretty obvious, not only in the main entrance, but also different parking areas. There's polarized windows on the limo, so nobody can see anything inside. And then at the very bottom of the ramp going into the parking tunnel... The car slows down and takes a 90-degree angle into the parking garage proper. There's a big, heavy grate that comes down right behind you right as you pull in. When the car finally stops, there's a lot of uh, electronic sensors kind of coming from panels along the walls to examine the vehicle. The driver punches in an electronic key and uh, takes the vehicle's ID, and all these different safeties start clicking off and various weapons that were pointed at you about five seconds ago, you can now hear unclocking and getting put away. You kind of go up a bunch of different levels of the parking garage, and then the pressurized doors kind of whoosh open, and the doors open of the car, and it looks like you're expected to get out into some sort of elevator.
2: I go in. I don't. Before I enter the elevator, I do have the radar sensor enhancement. It's a, a pulse transmitter receiver. It pretty much is like, "Ooh, is there fake walls? What's in there?" It pretty much it's it's the. <clears throat> I'm not getting into a close thing until I know that. Oh, this is not rigged to drop and kill me.
1: Um, well, you pulse, you are pretty sure that this is the elevator up to the space deal.
2: and no one's so put anything rigged.
1: Uh, it does not seem so. If anybody could do that, they must be very, very good to be able to do it here since this is one of the most highly guarded places in Seattle. That's not a corporation headquarters.
2: Yep. But sometimes it's like, I'll see if I can. You know, sure. It's, sure. you know, sometimes not doing it for malice. Sometimes they do it just for a joyride. So I just mm-hmm. double check.
1: I
0: hit mm-hmm. the elevator after to
1: Okay. When you get in the elevator, you turn around to see that there is a sort of maitre d' very skinny elf that at first you didn't see when you went into the elevator because he was kind of off to the side by the buttons. But when you turn around, you notice he's got this really dark black maitre d' suit on, and it is really contrasting with the cream color carpeting and the beige walls that are that are all over the elevator. So it's pretty nice, pretty nice place. He, without speaking to you, he gives you all a nod. And then pushes a button on the elevator and you whoosh up, going very quickly up the elevator towards the Space Needle. When the doors finally open, it opens up into the Space Needle restaurant. Pretty high end eatery place. Most of you don't come here on a regular basis, but Berger, you have been here because a lot of high powered mages come here to eat. This is one of their favorite places, and you've hobnobbed with them before of while course you're here.
0: But the Eye of the Needle is the best place to eat in Seattle.
1: is it i have been here, Berger.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. Hmm. I always wanted to, but, uh, you know, ever since I got, I just never had a chance.
2: Oh, well, first time in Seattle, you can't top something like this.
0: Oh, you, oh your new arrival?
2: Mm-hmm. Yep, last week.
0: Oh. Oh, you know, if we're going to be working together, whoever the Johnson is with us, what's your name?
2: Oh, me? Yeah. They call me Flatline.
0: Another person with a nickname. I'm Lindsay.
2: Nice to meet ya.
0: And I'm Berger.
2: Sweet. Ah, so, quick thing, up I hope there's one. Do you guys know if there's a dress code here? Because I don't know if I'd fit in with that. Mm. i I've never been here. And this looks really, really expensive. I got a jacket.
1: The elf Major d' has been giving you some looks to indicate that maybe you are underdressed but he does kind of wave his hand anyway for you to follow him.
2: No, the worse for me.
1: Uh, he leads you down the hallway to another lift that has a silver and black door. And once he gets in that elevator, he actually starts to be getting to chat you up quite a bit. Tells you all about the space needle, tells you all about the restaurants and the clientele, and then introduces himself as uh, Crips. The elevator goes up and up and up, and after he introduces himself as Crips, he stops speaking, and then the elevator deposits you at the very top of the Space Needle. And you can look out and see every bit of Seattle that you'd like. Wow. The the dining area where you're let out into is a very small and intimate area where people are obviously sitting in comfort, privacy, and security. You notice that there is a bank of white noise generators everywhere. And Berger, give me a perception check.
0: Oh, boy. Three.
1: Uh, you notice, given your background, that there are hermetic circles worked into all of the decor. <laughs> so I'm you would serious. assume that not only is this place Electronically, not, it's also
0: magically yeah. sealed...
1: Yes. So this is a place where you can talk as freely as you want, and nobody is going to hear a dang thing. Nice. The elf leads you to your table and then very briskly says, your host will be here momentarily. Please use the service board concealed within the table to make any requests or order any food. And then he takes his leave of you. And you are left, the three of you, to eat and to look out over Seattle.
0: I um, I place an order for a drink.
1: What are you drinking?
0: Water. <laughs> I'm working now. <laughs> so what's the most expensive thing on the menu?
2: Oh, God.
1: I believe that there is a real meat awakened lobster.
0: Okay. The next <laughs> thing under that price is what I'm going to order. <laughs> Not the top fit. That's <laughs> abuse. <laughs> That's abuse. You go under just a little bit to show that you appreciate.
1: Well, I don't know what that menu item would be, but I'm sure it would be very expensive. We'll say that it is. It is a pasta made with a tangy awakened tangerine sauce that apparently is all the rage in Seattle right now. At length, a man enters the room, very noticeably entering the room, and begins walking directly towards you. You assume that this is going to be your Johnson, because if not, things are about to get quite awkward. He sits down right next to you and introduces himself as Mr. Johnson and then waits for each of you to introduce yourself in turn.
0: Pleasure to meet you. I'm Lindsay Trista Stocksall. Where is
1: your
2: flat line?
1: Uh, This person who introduced himself as Mr. Johnson Looks like he stepped out of a magnum p i TV show. He's got this kind of black afro and a really dark thick mustache that kind of comes out over a smiling face, and he's dressed pretty well, not overly dressed. he's not in a three piece suit, but he's dressed in a nice suit that would pretty much go go well anywhere. He starts off by saying, "You understand that anything that I say to you must remain within this room, yes, obviously." You see, any word of this operation leaks out into the streets, and we'll know who to blame. Uh, the As Technology Corporation has been working on a project that we're very interested in. It's a biotechnology project. But nothing you need to be concerned about. It's harmless unless administered properly. We wish a sample of the project and a complete file on it from their computer. Some arrangements have already been made for this run, You'll get in through a semi-abandoned section of the Tacoma sewer system that runs adjacent to the As Technology facility. Based on information we've been able to obtain, ventilation heating duct system for the facility runs only a meter or so from the sewer wall. should be a simple matter to break through the brickwork there and get access to the ducts. There is, however, an extra wall made of plastic seal 7, ...surrounding the entire facility to prevent exactly this kind of break-in. Fortunately, we've been able to obtain an instability catalyst... ...that should weaken the material sufficiently for you to get through. Are you with me so far?
0: Simple enough.
1: Good. The product sample will be somewhere in the laboratory section that you'll be entering. Look for the analysis labs or storage systems. The data file will, of course, be somewhere in the computer system but we don't know whether it's isolated or not. We do know that as technology has had some of their specialists in to work on the system when it was installed, which probably means it will take some work on your part. We also know that in the last day or so, as technology isolated the two internal systems servicing the laboratory to prevent access from an external node, all access will have to be from within the facility itself. Once you've completed the run... Make your way to the wharfs and rendezvous with the SS Misha container vessel docked at wharf number 114. Get there before daybreak. Your contact will be waiting for you on the ship. He's an elf, tall, thin, black hair. When he asks you if the sky is still blue, tell him that it hasn't been since you were a child. Give him the sample and the data file and he will pay you. Being evening and the weekend, there shouldn't be a lot of people at the Aztec facility or at the wharf. I leave you to your discretion what you should do about anyone you chance to meet. Any questions?
0: How much is to pay?
1: My employer is willing to offer a sum of 120,000 new yen. 60,000 up front. Split however you want.
0: So, can we do a teamwork test and negotiate that a little bit
1: higher? Absolutely. Who has negotiation?
2: I do.
0: I do.
1: All right. Who has the higher negotiation?
0: Uh, I've got a base of one and a total of six dice.
2: I've got a base. I have a total of one, base four. Okay,
1: so why don't you do the, the helping, yep. and then Lindsay will do the action. So make your negotiation as try-on.
2: right, come on. Do not glitch. Sweet! Two successes. No glitch.
1: Okay. So take those two successes and add that to your dice pool.
0: Sweet, sweet. And that's a limited increase of one, so here we go. That is one, two, three, four successes, no glitch.
1: Okay. Versus his two successes and a glitch. So he is willing to offer you another 15,000 on top of that. For a good. total of 135000 he was going to fight harder on that, but then got some food in his mustache and decided it was better to save face uh, by taking it off than argue with you about the price.
0: Of course. The famous food foible.
1: So having agreed on the price, I think I must tell you that this job is somewhat sensitive, and you will be leaving within an hour. Meet me at the bottom of the Space Needle in an hour, and we will make all the arrangements to get you to the sewer where you can then break into the As Technology facility. Good day, and I will see you downstairs. And then he takes his leave of you.
0: Does anybody want to order dessert?
2: Oh, heck yes.
0: <laughs> I think I deserve it now. <laughs> so how does it sound, everybody? It's a heck of an offer.
2: It's a decent chunk of change. not bad for, well, first thing in the city, so... I can deal with it.
0: Yeah, the problem is though is that we. Uh, so, how much combat experience flatline have you
2: had? Uh, she holds up her her left hand. What do you think?
0: Either that's learned- good or that's bad.
2: I survived it.
0: That- <laughs> okay, so I we like that. the attitude. We might we might need um some some more.
2: Where no yeah we're what we're gonna need is a a meat tank at this point. Look, I I'm. I'm B and E. I'm data. I'm now. Well, let's just put it this way. I really don't do damage. I just run a little program that changes numbers. The real damage is done by their accountants. So that's how I usually work. Okay. Yeah. And I also have a cranial data lock. This should be kind of fun. Mm-hmm.
0: At least we have secure data and a secure way of getting it. Did mm-hmm. he say something about blowing through plastic steel? Yeah. I <laughs> might need someone to, you know. Handle that piece of the hardware, yeah. Um, um, kind of feeling the same way. We we need somebody that knows what they're doing.
2: Well, who? Well, well, you guys aren't powerhouses, and you know the arcane arts. I guess I don't. I don't know what I don't know what you call it on the West Coast. I know the East Coast lingo. Sorry, that's
0: okay. okay. I, I grew up in New York, so this is a secure terminal. Uh, operator, Adi, can I use the uh, terminal here to make a call. Of course. I want to give my uh, former sister-in-law a call, see if she knows anybody who might be uh, good to family explosives or some other fun things like that.
1: Okay. You pick up the uh, the phone that is attached to the cyber terminal at the table, and you give a call to, what is your sister-in-law's name? Moria. Moria. Hello, this is Moria. Hey, sis. How's it going? Oh, hey, Lindsay. How are you?
0: Not bad, not bad. Uh, doing a little biz tonight. Ooh, you, lucky you. I know, it's been thin lately. Do you know anybody who might be good at, you know, blowing through a wall, uh, pretty high quality, not too thick, tools provided?
1: Well, you know I'd be down for that myself, but uh, as it turns out, I have another engagement. Uh, ah, lucky you. Yeah. I do know a guy. Um... <laughs> He's pretty green, but he's got all the skills. Uh, Just popped on my radar, actually, the last few months. His name is uh, Crutch uh, on the streets. Um, Here's his number.
0: Ah, much appreciated. Awesome. Are you going to be here on Tuesday? Have dinner planned? I could be. Awesome. Trey would look forward to seeing her aunt.
1: Oh, well, if it's Trey, then I'll definitely be there.
0: Awesome. Thanks for the number.
1: You got it. All right.
0: Time to give this guy a call. (laughs) He's not going to pick up because he doesn't recognize the number. (laughs) Does this thing do text?
2: Give me a moment. (laughs) Uh, Allow me. Give me the number, please.
0: I pass the number.
2: All right. Plug into my cyber deck. Plug into the data jack in my head. And I don't ring. I send an encrypted text message. You know, and okay, so because I do
1: message it, arrives, which is,
2: you know, and it's the, uh, oh, uh, oh, what's your sister's name again? Uh, Maury. Maury. Okay. It was almost, so it was like, uh, Maury recommended you ne- uh, need a demo, uh, need a demo man. You in? Question mark.
0: Yeah. I'll text back that I'm in. Okay. And ask for a location. Hi, I'm Mark. I'm playing Crutch, a dwarf jack-of-all-trades who was born in the cast. Uh He did a stint in the military as a medic until he threw that all away to become a neo-anarchist activist and then a shadow runner.
2: All right, so then Flatline sends over GPS coordinates and uh, time.
0: Okay, he'll be there. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. wait! Send him this as a message. And uh, I'm going to take out my pocket uh, sector and take a picture from the Space Needle uh, view outside. And uh, pass that to her to send it. <laughs> All right. I've... I want to show off the view. We have a view. We do have a view.
2: <laughs> yep.
1: Okay, so you get a view from the Space Needle uh, onto your uh, cyber terminal. And he'll have no idea what to do with that.
2: <laughs> no, it's also a way of encoding confirmation.
1: He'll make it his desktop uh, wallpaper.
2: <laughs> That's a pretty cool picture.
1: <laughs> All right. So it looks like Crutch is on the way to the Space Needle.
0: Is that enough? I mean,
2: uh, look, we we. It looks like the we have three crunchy people and a demo man. You want somebody that can? Do you know anybody that can throw a punch? I know a dude that can throw a punch. If he's not cooking. Wait, what? I know a guy that can throw a punch. No, no, no. I heard
0: that part.
2: What's the second part? If he's not cooking.
0: Okay, now I'm intrigued.
2: Uh, uh, let's just put it this way: some aspects of Seattle, I'm thinking I'm liking. There's one thing I'm not, and unfortunately, that's his specialty—seafood.
0: Well, oh, but Seattle such good seafood. There's this one place I know. It's. But why don't you like seafood?
2: It'll kill me. Oh. Yeah, I put old bay on everything, and seafood still gets my dander up. But oh well. But uh, you want uh, you want I should send him a message. See if he's in. I think we should. <laughs> All right. Plug in, encrypt, and text. He's like, oi, Somalier, You want to make a little extra cash on the side tonight? <laughs> I I know I intentionally butcher his name because it kind of, uh, you know. That's cool. <laughs> and so
1: Gardamanger gets a text message uh, from Flatline explaining a job offer.
0: Text response. All right, Short Circuit, where do I meet you?
1: Hi, I'm Joel,
0: playing Gardemanger, a former chef turned street samurai who's great with knives and a pretty fast talker.
2: All right, I send him a time and GPS locations, um, and because I'm a little bit of an asshole, I will actually send the picture again to this guy, because I'm like, look where I am! And then I'll take a picture of my food and send that to him, too.
1: Garde Manger actually knows what to do with that.
2: Text back. Did that goji berry sauce ever get smoothed out? You don't want to know what happened. It's almost as bad as the noodle incident a year and a half ago.
0: Oh, God.
2: You remember that one? Made the post. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, so we have Gardamange on the way, Crutch is on the way, and through the magic of roleplay, they are now there with about 15 minutes to spare.
0: And so I say we give them a we kind of repeat basically what the Johnsons said the place we're going to go, the stuff we got to cut through, the 60,000 uh, we have up front. Basically, with what we've negotiated out, we each get 27 grand for one night's work. That'll buy a bunch of lobster.
2: I hate you so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or soy burgers?
2: That'll work. Chicken, beef, just yeah, no muscles. But, uh, so here's the thing, I don't know how it's done out in Seattle, but if they don't explicitly say no body count, what's the policy around here? group. Uh, I come from the nation's capital, lying and the art of, well I didn't explicitly say is pretty paramount, so I don't know what the etiquette exactly is here, got a good idea, but I want to you know get a couple of it locked in, you know?
0: Sometimes people
2: die,
0: I don't really go out of my way. But
2: we're dealing with explosives, and sometimes there's a chow ahead head on the other side.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I say as bloodless as possible.
2: All right. That makes sense.
0: See, that's why I prefer turning people to goo, then there's no blood. Still weird.
2: I like the way you think. Yeah, <laughs> it reminds me of those old lordy treads from, like, way back at the beginning of the Turner's century. That was awesome stuff. So brutal.
1: Magic. All right. As you make your way down to the parking garage where your Johnson told you mm-hmm. to meet, right when you step out of the elevator, your Johnson is there, along with the elf who introduced himself to you earlier as Crips. He's pointing to a few very large boxes on the floor, and he opens them up, Cripps does, and they have... All sorts of assault rifles, SMGs, high-explosive missiles, mini-grenades, regular grenades, armor jackets, chem suits, microtransceiver systems, maglog pass keys, digging tools, the C4 that he mentioned earlier, catalyst sprayers, all the sort of stuff that you might need on your job. Wow. Nice. He says uh, all of this is free for you to take after the job and feel free to use any of it uh, that you want at the moment.
0: I'm going to take some of those grenades.
1: Yeah, Crutch is going to go over and start
0: just loading stuff up and kind of double-checking to make sure he knows where he put everything so, you know, he can grab it without having to search once, you know, the drag hits the fan. Okay. I take a chem suit. Same here. <laughs> I'll take
2: one as well. Gas mask. <laughs>
1: <laughs> there are eight chem suits, so obviously one uh, enough for each of you. There are two in extra large one an extra extra large, two an extra large. If that makes any difference to anybody.
2: Yep. Um, grab myself Basically. any any gun they have gotten there with a the smart link, couple of extra clips. There's and, ten and
1: clips for for each weapon. There's four AK97s with ten clips, regular ammo. Four AK97 SMGs with ten clips. Two AK98s with ten clips of normal ammo. Two high explosive missiles. Ten mini grenades, four offense, two defense, and two concussion, four regular non-aerodynamic missiles, one frag, one concussion, armor jackets, what's that?
2: Maglock pass keys?
1: There are two Maglock pass keys, yes.
2: All right. Grab All right.
0: those. <laughs> and give one to the DECA? Okay.
2: Oh, yeah. And, and I, I will...
0: What's the other one? I guess it'll make it.
1: Is everybody grabbing a micro transceiver? I assume? Oh, exactly. heck yeah.
0: Yeah. Why use my own? Uh, mm-hmm. So did you say there's only micro grenades, not real grenades?
1: Uh, mini grenades, yeah.
0: Mm.
1: Like uh, like mini mini cannon grenades.
0: Ah, uh, those are no use to me.
1: There are regular grenades. I'll take those. Four, four regular grenades. Oh, I think I said one frag and one concussion. There's two frag and two concussion grenades. Okay.
2: Yeah, you guys can handle the explosives. I had enough of that for one lifetime. Thank you very much. All right, any other – I don't know if there's any type of sensory equipment or uh, I'll check if there's any uh, softs that might have layouts, different stuff like that, structural integrity. If not, eh, I'll see what Um, I –
1: Yes. In fact, when you bring that up, your Mr. Johnson actually says, oh, I forgot to mention that I actually do have a map of the sewer system for you. And he hands you a map of the sewer system. Fantastic.
0: Mm -hmm. Are there any uh, knives or thorn knives?
1: There is not. He indicates that Crips is available to drive you to to the particular part of the sewer that's going to allow you to travel to the As Technology facility, and ask you if there's nothing else, then he will take his leave. Is there anything else that you need from your Johnson?
0: Uh, your gas Master? You said armor jacket.
1: There is an armor jacket. Yes.
0: Okay. And an AK. I like having an AK.
2: Ooh, ooh. <laughs> not the best so with
0: it, but I use no guns. <laughs> no. If yeah, I can't plug
2: if I can't plug it into it, I'm not shooting it. Let's see. Alright, just you know, last thing is like opening up the uh breaking and entering toolkit that's hidden inside my cyber hand. Didn't know if they had any other tools for you know alarm trips or any other type of Standard B&E stuff that might be more specific to this. Just to be on the safe side.
1: Uh, nope. All right,
0: then
2: oh, I go so look the what dig- I got.
1: Digging tools.
0: Those chem sprayers and the digging tools. Yep, the catalyst sprayers. Yeah. Yeah. Does anybody have a backpack? I have a satchel. That works. Here. <laughs> okay, so you <laughs> get to carry it. Digging tools. <laughs> all right. And we have the explosives all secured and everything, besides chem sprayers. Yeah, I've got them all unlocked. Awesome. I guess that's about it. Uh, we'll Do I have any of my normal gear besides the knives I said earlier? Uh,
1: anything that you brought with you. Okay, so uh,
0: just so you know, in addition to what we have, I've also got a flashlight, a rating 6 respirator, some goggles with various edition stuff, and about 40 grams of Regents. Okay.
1: Hmm. Do you all get in the van? Yes. Oh
2: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right.
1: Uh, Before
0: I get in the van, I'm going to go ahead and pay the valet an extra 100 new yen to keep my bike potentially overnight.
1: Okay. He gladly takes that and uh, gives you a (laughs) receipt for that. And back on – as you get into the van, the van actually kind of smells a little bit. Like whoever used it last did not quite clean it appropriately. But you're headed to the sewer and you figure – This is probably as good as it's going to get for you for a while.
0: That's it. The gang's assembled, the job's agreed on, and we're ready to jump into the sewer. I hope you dig the new voices running around out here. I'm still used to this but Opti's a heck of a good game master, and you'll find we're in pretty good hands with him. If you haven't already, check out his work on the Neo Anarchist podcast, or maybe just pick up the Seattle Sprawl book to read some of his canonical writing. Jules, Joel, and Mark make some great additions to our team, and having Zen Dead back in action filled me with karma, love, and joy. Keep an eye out for Zen, by the way. I hear he's cooking up his own show for potential game masters looking for some advice. There's lots of changes coming around here, and I'm sure you're wondering where's the old crew. Well, Meat Space has a habit of dragging people in different directions, and time and going older gives you different responsibilities. Don't worry, we're still connected. And no promises, but I'll see if I can't get a ghost or two to show up now and then. We've got some big changes coming with interactions. First, we're going to be one of the cool kids and start a Patreon. Yeah, I know, lots of us are doing it, but it helps keep the light on and pays for hosting. There will be some incentive though, because that'll open the door in terms of direct interaction to our table. There will be ways for you to give the players or the game master edge. Pretend you're a Hunger Games-style sponsor and throws weapons or situations. And some more goodies, because who doesn't love goodies? I'll be cooking up a post to better define these options. But for now, jump over to HiddenGrid.com to take a vote on this month's Edge Award. There's so much happening, and this outro is getting pretty hefty, so we'll call it there. We're thrilled to be back. After all, can't keep a good podcast down. The hidden grid The Six World Chronicles is shared under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 4.0 International License. That means you can share it, but you can't cut it up or make money off it. The Topps Company Incorporated has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hidden Grid to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Hidden Grid in any official capacity whatsoever. Music for DNA DOA is Visitors, that's V-S-T-R-S if you're trying to matrix-search them, from their self-titled album. Intro is Modern Times and Outro is Chambermaid, provided by Magnitune.com. Now, where was that second most suspensive thing on the menu?